Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I am the variant Anthony. Also known as... Child Anthony. Alligator Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Chris. I am Chris. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's Friday. It is. This is a very special weekend for me. Oh? I think it'll be the first time since I engaged in the process of matrimony with my wife uh, that she will be taking a vacation without me. She's going to go to a big city and watch a big Broadway play. Well, it's not on Broadway, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And so I'm going to be by myself all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, it's it's good. It's Friday. <laughs> Fair enough. It's been a decent week. Cool. Nothing. Have you... Nothing exciting. I don't. Uh, I don't have a wife to be excited about when she leaves. Oh. So. I mean, I'm not necessarily excited. <laughs> oh. I was pretty excited I... the last time. I... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, have you adjusted to Central Time again? I woke up last night at 2 a.m. and I was up for four and a half hours. Nice. So nice. kind of. I thought I was. And then last okay. night kind of ruined me. Okay. Oddly enough, though, I don't think people tune in to hear updates about our day to day. And if you do, well, that's weird. Thanks for stopping by. I mean, we appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> All metrics are good. Metri- I don't know. I don't know. No, uh, I think we've kind of we've jokingly given away what the, the topic is for today. But you know, what did we watch, Chris? We watched the 2011 American television series created by Michael Waldron for the streaming service Disney Plus based on the Marvel Comics it's just, oh based on Marvel Comics featuring the character of the same name Loki. Yes. You time traveling a little bit there. I'm pretty sure this came out in 2021. I did say 2020. Not didn't 2011. I? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'll do that one right. again. No, no, uh, you're good. The 2021 American television series created by Michael Waldron for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name, Loki. Yeah, yeah, I believe it both takes in. Yeah, right. Loki. This is our third Disney Plus Marvel television series. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, when we review television or episodic media, we watch the pilot and only talk about the pilot and whether we think it's worth to continue watching it or not. We did not do that with this. We're going to review all six episodes. As I watched all six episodes in the last couple of days, I don't know if I could only talk about the pilot. So you've watched all of it as well, correct? Yes. As it came out week by week. Oh, nice. I waited till I was home and comfy and had a few days off and watched it over a course of a couple of evenings. So Fair enough. Yeah. So (laughs) you... I think everyone knows what this is. Uh, you, you described it. I mean, we can go through and give a we can give a blurb, I suppose. Uh, the blurb on IMDb is the mercurial. That's a great word. The mercurial villain Loki resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. That is not descriptive at all. Hey, this, that basically is a long way of saying this movie. <laughs> With Loki's, or this movie, this television show with Loki's face on it, called Loki, is all about Loki. You guessed mm, it. Convenient. Yes, yes. Very convenient. So yeah, Loki, genre spanning, apparently. This show, listed as action-adventure, crime-thriller, fantasy, procedural drama, science fiction, and superhero. So we've talked in the past about how it's difficult to just say, oh, this is science fiction. Right. Unless it's Star Trek. It's not just science fiction. It's an action. It's a mystery. It's a romance. It's whatever Passengers was. It's, you know, it's something. Yeah, this thing has its fingers in a lot of pies. 
Yes. And I think it fits the character pretty well. I think it's pretty well accepted that Loki is, I guess you would call him a fan favorite character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's one of the more unique villains, I guess. He starts off as a villain and then he's more of just an antagonistic figure. And then he's an anti-hero. And now he's an anti-hero. Yeah, he's kind of, he's run the gamut for sure. And in this show, I think he fits the bill as an anti-hero pretty well. Before, not not talking about the show, Loki, or even him from the show, but in the past, the other things we've seen him in, uh, the Thor movies, the first Avengers film, and his little bit in the last Avengers films. Do you like Loki, or at least his portrayal here in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I have a little bit of trivia, Uh-oh. which people might already know. They usually do. Tom Hiddleston, the titular Loki, originally um, screen tested for Thor. I don't know if I you knew I actually that. don't think I knew that, no. Yeah, he screen tested for Thor, and they were like... Just not Thor enough, I guess. Uh, well, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't. I could imagine someone else's Thor. Sorry, Chris Hemsworth, but I couldn't imagine anyone else's Loki. <laughs> I'm not lukewarm to the idea or the portrayal. I think for the most part, Tom Hiddleston accomplishes everything that Loki sets out for. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think he's he saturates the MCU a little too much. I think he was welcome in Avengers. Uh, the Thor movies, but when he started doing all these crossovers, and I was just like, ah, okay. What crossovers? Um, well, I mean, he's a little, it's ti- like, I understand why they did his tiny little thing in Endgame. Well, yeah, because it's, it's interesting Thor. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that. Okay. Well, I actually, I really, I think Loki makes Thor a good character, at least at the beginning. I think Thor's finally starting to, to stand on his own two feet, but without Loki to play off, I don't think uh, Thor would have been nearly as interesting or good in any way. So I think he's a, a good foil. I think he's a good antagonist. I, I like the idea of him becoming anti-hero. We'll talk about that more as we go through the uh, the show here. Uh, but I just wanted, as a baseline, to kind of get an idea of where we stood on the character before we yeah. watched all of this. To jump into Loki the show, uh, it is on IMDb sitting at an 8.5 star rating out of 10 uh, with 156,000 ratings. So very much a well-liked show uh, with a median of 9. Uh, 39% of raters rated it a 10 out of 10. Wow. Do you have the Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic metrics? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 92% fresh. Wow. And 85% audience score, respectively. Uh, Metacritic, 74 Metascore. No rhyme intended there. Uh, and then 67, I'm sorry, 6.7 user score. Do you remember we started talking about one-star reviewers as, one star reviewers as their own oh, yes. little click? So I found a one-star review. Oh, good. Disney has ruined another MCU character. <laughs> Almost it comical how they screwed this up so badly. They took away Loki's powers and his sarcastic, silver-tongued, witty dialogue, which is basically the whole essence of the Loki character. Way to go, Disney. You did it again. So they watched like the first half of the first episode. Got it. <laughs> well, I read that review. I, I, I went and found it. Uh, well, I didn't, went and found, I didn't went and find it. I was reading them and I came across this one. The MCU, Kevin Feige, I guess, chief creative officer. Yeah. So something that they did, I starting with, I think early on in Iron Man, I think maybe in Iron Man 2, which is, I think, something people don't expect when they go to see a a movie with superheroes or comic book characters is like giving characters depth. And we talked about a movie recently, The Tomorrow War. Last week, exactly seven days ago. (laughs) Which is a movie which is 
got crazy time travel in it. Yes. But it didn't score as well. And I think one of the, besides the reason, you know, all the production money, but the amount of care that goes into these stories and essentially what they're trying to do is make a human story, but they just make it fantastical. And this person complaining about how Loki's powers go away and they take away his witty dialogue, I think is the entire, and like, that's the whole purpose of this show. Yeah. Is to break a character down to its fundamental level, which we'll talk about in some of the, about some of the later episodes, where you get this guy whose sole existence is to annoy his twin brother, right? Not twin. Big brother. Yeah. I I thought they were fraternal twins. It's not important. I think it's a plot point multiple times and in this show that uh, Loki's adopted. Yeah. He's not even as guardian. I mean, he's a frost giant. Naturally. I seem to remember a point to the end of Ragnarok being that Asgard is a place. It is not just or a Asgard place. Is, is a Asgard pe- is a people. Yeah, it's the so people. I mean, yeah, so I'm saying I, that... <laughs> I get yeah. what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, like, his sole existence was to annoy another person, and they actually gave him some plot. They yeah. gave him some character development, aside from just like, oh, I'm changing a little bit in Ragnarok to full-on stripping his soul bare, I guess, for lack of a better term. To kind of start talking about the first episode, because I think that's where we are right now, this this version of Loki we're introduced to is post-Avengers. We saw an endgame where they've captured Loki at the end of Avengers, and they're escorting him wherever, and he's able to escape due to the Avengers from the future in Endgame coming back and, and messing with things. So this is a an earlier version of Loki. This is not the Loki we saw in Ragnarok or sacrifice himself in Infinity War. This is an earlier version, a much more cocky, recently defeated Loki. And there's a bit in the first episode where they basically shove all of his character growth for all of the all the movies since then straight into him. They, they yeah. push it into him. And it, it takes him some time to get there. It's not like it's instantly there. Uh, but then, yes, the rest of the show from there is about him coming to terms with that and then growing even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone who's just going to complain right away about how they're changing the character, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I understand it. I bet this guy complained that Thor was doing his best Jeffrey Lebowski impersonation in Endgame. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, oh my God, they made Thor overweight and depressed. I don't like it. Well, that's the whole point of the character. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> it's what we call an arc. Yeah. Speaking of arcs. Regardless, yeah. I think we gave a little bit of our initial thoughts and opinions, but I'd like to ask you for your initial thoughts and opinions. I thought the show was very, very well made. I loved the mystery about it. I liked the surprise of Owen Wilson existing. I went into this. The only thing that I really had spoiled for me about this was that there was an alligator version of Loki (laughs) at some point. Which means I knew that there was going to be like multiverses or what or something along those lines. We have a mutual friend who, I guess, after that episode aired, sent me every meme they found with alligator Loki in it all at once. And, and then I get to tell them that, hey, I, I don't I don't I haven't seen this. Please stop. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was a little like the first one. I was like, OK, whatever. I don't I don't quite get it. And then fourth Why one in, that? I was like, oh, and then Why by the sixth one, I was like, please stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is that even, how do we know that's even Loki? Well, he is green. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to the one-star reviewer, I like that they stripped him bare a little bit. They put him in his place, right? I mean, he has a, what I've traditionally called a come to Jesus moment in that first episode where he realizes just, I guess, how insignificant he really is. He gets put in his place in a big way. Well, I mean, he also discovers he's a variant. Well, he's a variant because yeah. he, well, he discovers 
he's a variant. He doesn't know he's a variant until after he gets to the TVA. That's what I'm saying. Tying, but he's not. Tying he, variants he's a variant, quote unquote, because he picked yeah. up the Tesseract and he escaped when he wasn't supposed to. So it's not like he's he did anything. Well, no, I just I just meant like this Loki is different from the Loki we saw up until Infinity War. Because he's I, not yeah, the same that. one. I just yeah. mentioned that, yeah. So that's why we get to strip his soul bears because it's not the same. It's technically not the same character. Right, the, that character's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mentioned. It's a different character. I loved it. I thought it was great. It might be my favorite of the MCU television shows. Okay. Up until the last eight minutes of the last episode, <laughs> which I hated. <laughs> I disliked it thoroughly. And I'm kind of upset I saw it. Those are my initial thoughts and opinions. On okay. these six episodes. What about you, Chris? I think I'm mostly in agreement. I love using that word now. I think for the most part, all the actors do a pretty good job. The only episode that I flat out did not like is episode, I guess, Lamentus. Wh- whichever one when they're on that moon. Yeah, Lamentus. Yeah, yeah, that's about to blow up or whatever. That was the only episode I really didn't like, mostly because of like the really terrible action CGI sequence at the end that looked kind of like a Walt Disney World ride. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like like at the very end when they're trying to get to the... I know what sequence you're referring to. I'm trying to process your analysis of it. Oh, it's just like, it's very bad CGI and they're just like running Hmm. around. I mean, I'm impressed if they did it all in one take, of course. I remember a few... Pretty well hidden cuts in there. Sure. And in terms of the end, the last episode of this show, someone showed me this, and I don't even know if it makes it better or if it makes it worse. But at the end, spoilers in 3, 2, 1, when uh, Kang the Conqueror is telling them about his plan, about how time works and how it's a circle, blah, 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 and how he's going to be reborn and whatever. And he just kind of stops speaking for like a minute and a half and does this weird thing. Listeners of the show can't hear me, but I'm just like, doing a weird circle with a dazed look on my face. He does that. And I was like, what is the point of this sequence? Like, why are we watching this scene? And then someone showed me a supercut of the ending of WandaVision. I don't know if you saw this or not, but when Wanda's confronting Agatha and she's like absorbing all the powers and she's becoming the Scarlet Witch, that's when Kang's like, oh my God, we've crossed the threshold. And that's cool. It's cool that it works out like that. But in real time, it's a stupid idea. And it's dumb. Yeah, I'm not sure I even follow what you're talking about right now. Yeah, I'll send you I mean, the video. I, send me the video, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the ending of this show was very bad. I really do think it was bad. Like, I understand why Sylvie, aka the female Loki, did what she did. Like, they kind of spoil it at the end of that Lamentus episode. When she, he's like, so what you're telling me is you'll find out who built all this and then you'll kill him and that's it, right? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, well, what about you? And he says, oh, you know, I'd be a king, which Kang offers them that choice. He says, I don't want to do this anymore. You can do it. So he offers Loki the chance to become a king. Right. He doesn't necessarily take it, but he thinks about it, which as data will tell you, thinking about something even for a second can be an eternity. I mean, yeah, sure. Sylvia, uh, sorry. Sylvia. Sylvie uh, embraces her destiny and spoilers, kills Kang. Uh, and that's the end of the show. No, I didn't like it. I didn't mind that at all, actually. That made sense to me. The ending of the show is just weird. Like the weird fight scene. I just want to make sure you're okay. Like, eh. I, I eh. bought into it. It yeah. was Loki's character progression coming to a explosive peak where for the first time he's worried about someone else, not himself. Like it was him overcoming, I guess, narcissism. 
for the first time in his life, or at least this Loki's life, and really trying to think about the bigger picture and think about the people involved instead of just, you know, what will get him what he wants. Right. No, so I, I enjoyed all of that. I actually, I didn't notice the bad CGI you mentioned. So I, I maybe that's just me. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but I didn't notice the bad CGI. I did like that they tried to make it look like all one big long cut. The ending, since we're skipping all the other episodes, the ending... <laughs> was the beginning of the ending are the most important parts they are the, <laughs> usually your first impression or your last impression or what form you were what i didn't like about the ending is it was very obvious to me that or it seems very obvious to me i might be wrong that they weren't planning a season two of the show while they were filming it they were writing and filming the show to be a one shot just like falcon and the winter soldier or captain america and the winter soldier whatever it ended up being called and wandavision and then it felt like at the end as we're getting to our climax and our ending, they're like, oh, we're going to do another season of this. We need to leave some things open. And, or, well, I say, say, some, leave some things open. They didn't leave things open. They just left things unresolved. And that's not how you end it a season of television. You can absolutely have cliffhangers, but you need resolution to the, the story so far, right? A show that we love to talk about. Star Trek Uh-oh. The Next Generation, Ugh, less than 30 uh, minutes into recording. 27 minutes and 52 seconds. Of recording. <laughs> It'll be less time once it's edited. They had several times where they'd ended a, a season on a cliffhanger. Or to, to use a different show, Farscape did it a few times, where they would end and resolve things, but there's just enough left over. Maybe something new shows up. So it's like, oh, what are we going to do next season? And in okay. this, they just decided to not resolve it. They're like, let's just keep having it escalating. Let's have it escalate. Let's have her send Loki back to the TVA. And let's have him running around trying to get help. There's all these Nexus events. And then let's have everyone not remember who he is because the timeline's been changed. And now it's the Conqueror, what have you, instead of the, the what are they? Not Time Lords. That's a different universe. Um, the timekeepers, blah, blah, blah. And then it ends. There's no actual resolution. The only real resolution we have that I'll give it is in Loki's character. Like I mentioned just a little bit ago, his character comes to some resolution, some sort of big awakening, if you will, about who he is or who he wants to be and how he's going to get there, especially as it relates to Sylvie and the universe as a whole. But none of the actual story is resolved. It's all what's going to happen next. We have no clue. We're going to wait, what, a year and a half? Because they I don't think they've even started production of a season two. It's probably an early development. So it's just, I, I don't know. It's annoying. Okay. I just think it's a poor way of ending television. And it upset me. Like if, if this was a show that I've been watching or binging after a few seasons have already been out, I probably wouldn't be as upset. But the fact that I got to now wait, it's annoying. I want a little bit of resolution. Sure. I don't know if that makes sense. Like Infinity War, obviously, another big Marvel thing. That ends on a down note and it ends, you know, there's going to be a part two, but there's enough resolution with this self-contained story. We know what's going to move forward. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. While with Loki, I'm just frustrated. Okay, I get that. I have a couple questions. I will endeavor to give you answers. Whether they're right or not, I can't can't say. Which variant was your favorite Loki? No, classic Loki, old man Loki. Okay. Just I love when the classic uniforms show up for any reason. I think it's fun. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's cool. That's probably my favorite Loki. Kid Loki's my Loki. Also, I think uh, that that's probably a different comic, I think, that kid's from. Does Loki actually return to the TVA or is he in a different dimension? I think the TVA is supposed to be like outside the multiverse, like its own unique thing. I don't think he's at a different one. I think it's just changed okay. because okay. of whatever. Sure. I do wonder... I. 
I know that a lot of people were expecting and looking forward to Doctor Strange showing up in WandaVision. I am one of the few people that wasn't bothered he didn't. I think it was fine. But it feels weird that he didn't show up in this one. I was expecting him at some point to have a cameo at least, especially with the next movie being called you know, Multiverse of Madness and just know, and just uh, me making assumptions about what his role is going to be. It feels weird that he didn't show up in this. Were you expecting any cameos that didn't happen? Thor? Yeah, Thor, for sure. I was expecting a Thor. A variant of Thor of some yeah. sort? Yeah, for sure. You saw Throg, right? The the frog Thor? I don't remember seeing Throg. He was apparently, look up who Throg is. He was apparently voiced by Chris Hemsworth. I guess that's kind of a variant, but pro- I mean, not traditionally. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm aware that who he is enough, I think is mostly a joke character. Mm. But oh, I, I believe he it. was, as they were going down into Loki's hide, the Loki hideout. There was a jar. There was a Mjolnir. <laughs> and there was a jar, I think, with the frog in it. And he was leaping at Mjolnir trying to get to it. Yeah, I didn't see it. So I'm watching this thing. And I like how it says it's called WandaVision and Loki scenes sync perfectly. And then they're out of sync by over a second. <laughs> Anyways. Man, don't let the internet stop you from being you. I think I disagree with you when he was looking around. I knew immediately what he was what was happening. He was He was coming to the understanding that he didn't know what was going to happen next. Or at yeah, least nope. maybe I just, I, so I, it was a little, I don't know. I thought it fit the tone. No, it makes sense. I just felt it was like, it was just weird because it just happens and it's just silence. The music doesn't really crescendo that much. And then he just, he looks like an idiot looking around. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he drops the, the rock because he's trying to, he's like, do I know what's going to happen when the rock hits this? And he doesn't. And that's, I think that that's what's up. But, yeah. um, I, and I think you can explain that better than, um, just having uh, Jonathan Majors look around like an idiot. That's all I'm saying. He just kind of blankly stares into the distance. (laughs) Sorry, we can get back to your next question now. My third question, who was your favorite variant? Like, oh, not just what do you mean? Overall, who is your favorite variant overall? I'm confused. Did we see variants that weren't Loki's? Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but there's a big plot point about how everyone who works at the TVA is oh, a <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess, but I wasn't thinking that. I was that because very much my favorite Loki. My fa- obviously Mobius is my favorite TVA okay. agent. Is Miss Minutes a variant? Can an AI be a variant? I don't know because Miss Minutes was pretty cool. Voiced by Tara Strong, famous for yes. voicing many animated. I saw her name pop up in the first, yeah. and I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> I recognize I, one you. of the few voice actresses uh. I know. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a tie between Renslayer and Mobius, of course. Yeah, the only ones that are really worth mentioning. I mean, uh, Hunter B-15, I like that she started making decisions on her own, on her own. Like, when she came to this conclusion, like the right conclusion about the fact that she wasn't always there, and started immediately acting on her own accord. So, apparently, Kang the Conqueror is going to be, he's the baddie for the next, uh, is it Ant-Man or Doctor Strange? Which one's he going to be? I I don't know. I, can I admit? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Why are you calling him Kang? Because he's Kang the Conqueror. I don't know who that is. I don't know. They never called him that in the show. Yeah, he's been cast. He's been cast in 2023 in Ant-Man and the Wasp as Kang the Conqueror. Is it the same character? Yeah, Kang the Conqueror is the guy who pretty much like does the multiverse thing. Okay, I just I didn't know that he who remains in Kang the Conqueror 
would be the yeah. same person. The same, the same person. Yeah, like he's like a variant. Gotcha. He who remains is a variant of King the Conqueror. That makes that makes so, more sense. Yeah, I just I you know I'm only Wikipedia smart when it comes to comic books. I mean, I just I just did the research. So like I know King the Conqueror exists. I get that, but I didn't like him showing up as he who remains. Like, did you know? Like, I'm, my question is. If I was a bigger comic book nerd, would I have known that He Who Remains is King of the Conqueror? Or do you only know that because you know this this actor is cast in both these productions? Um, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Good. No, no, no. It's all I Good. knew is that he was cast as King of the Conqueror. Oh, okay. I asked you either he, or, and then you said yes. That doesn't no, make that doesn't no, I said, me. I said, yeah, that's all I know is that he was cast as King of the Conqueror. Okay. Sorry if I, if I said that in the wrong order. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's him. He's just King the Conqueror. So cool. Alter ego, Nathaniel Richards, place of origin, other earth, 31st century. Yeah. Overall, I mean, obviously we both have our, our gripes with the ending. I think it's still very good production. I think it's very much still worth watching. I'm sure it's going to lead in some other, I don't know. Do you, Is it going to lead into anything else with like with the Marvel, with the MCU movies or is it going to be a side thing? Kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Uh, well, I think any excuse to have Tom Hiddleston return as Loki is probably what they're going to be using it for. I don't necessarily know if they're going like I. So they've confirmed a season two, right? That's their plan. Yes. Well, yeah, they said at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. So I, I assume that he's going to be in the show um, and then he will also appear in some of the movies. You think um, so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you think he'll like they'll merge this show and it'll show up in the next big crossover Avengers, whatever. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't they? No, I, I don't know why not. I'm just asking what you thought. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you thought he was just going to show up in the next Thor movie or since that's his thing. So you remember when we were recording for Tomorrow War and I asked you if you had seen Loki after the the ending where what's his face's daughter sends him back in time to. Yeah. With the with the with the toxin, right? The reason right. why I asked if you had seen Loki is that a branch? <laughs> I mean, uh, whatever. Is the I don't TVA know. going to show up? <laughs> well, they did say that the Avengers and what they did with time travel in Endgame was actually supposed to happen. Right. So I guess some time travel is allowed, but not others. I don't know. I think that it was supposed to happen because he who remains is the one who determines what happens in that timeline. So, but I mean, the as, as it, was, as it yeah. was proved, that's not a thing. <laughs> it's just one crazy immortal person's idea of what should and shouldn't happen. So, yeah, yeah. I think he was just trying to keep one timeline. Right, right. Yeah, it's interesting. How did you like it compared to WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Well, WandaVision obviously was uh, stymied and hampered by the Rona. As we have now learned months later that the episodes that we watched were chopped up and pasted together in post-production. Like they had oh, to, really? They stopped, yeah, they stopped filming and had to do some refilming or some reshoots. I did not know that. Yeah. So I really enjoyed WandaVision. I don't know if I can ever watch it again. After watching it the first time, I think that's yeah. what made WandaVision such a great show was the mystery as it ro- as it washed over you. Now that the cat's out of the bag, I don't necessarily... I mean, I might. Who knows? I watched Iron Man 3 the other day, so I'll, I'll watch anything if I'm bored. <laughs> How'd you like Iron Man 3? Uh, I forgot that... <laughs> I forgot that Guy Pierce like is shirtless and breathes fire. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. Back to the original question. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I liked it more than Faust. 
but yeah. I think it's probably on the same level at least. Is it the worst thing that Marvel has ever done? No. no. Is it the best thing that Marvel's ever done? Nah. No. I think it just lands square in the middle. I mean, uh, we could talk all day about how the Marvel movies are just paint by numbers with different characters. Like the stories are almost all the same for the most part. But I, I mean, this stands out enough. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I slot it as two, Faust, Loki, WandaVision. How about you? I would agree that it's not the best, but it's not the worst. I, I think that I would put everything in the same order uh, that you did with, uh, I'm not going to use that acronym, but with why not Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, being, I think, my favorite. But I think all, it helps that Falcon and the Winter Soldier has a much more obvious and immediate impact on the overall uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe than the other two shows. I mean, WandaVision has seemingly more than than Loki, but you're right. I would imagine it'd be difficult to rewatch it. I really don't have a desire to. The twist is cool and everything, but you can only see a twist once, right? Right. I don't know if it would hold up a second time. Maybe if I'm doing a huge rewatch of everything, <laughs> which isn't going to happen anytime soon, probably not till they're ready to make another Avengers movie. So, uh, you know, maybe then. But I, I think I'd mostly agree. And, and like you said, any any excuse to get Tom Hiddleston on the screen playing Loki, I'm down with it. And hopefully they can they can wrap up their story and, and really take us to new places with season two. Overall, yes, worth the price of subscription, especially since I don't have to pay $30 for it. <laughs> you can find us on most social media platforms at Sci-Fi Wise Guys and on Facebook is the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. Go ahead and join. Give up your anonymity. Uh, but comment, subscribe. Uh, we post updates whenever we release episodes. Our mainline episodes get released on Monday for 79 of 80 episodes. Have yeah, been not bad. Successfully on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have extra episodes sometimes on Thursdays, Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Fridays. Whenever we decide to release an extra episode, you just get it. Then you go to your podcasting platform of choice. Subscribe. Five stars, five stars. If you give us a five-star review, I will read it on the podcast. So... Uh, make sure it's something you you know your mom would want you to say. Share us with your friends and your variants. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some of them might be your enemies. Who knows? So, some of them. Uh, <laughs> yes, you might fall in love with a few of them. Who knows? <laughs> is it a... so? Is it incest? No. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I, that love, we had that argument. Personally, I think if someone is from an alternate universe. They are not the same person as you. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So. <laughs> I would agree. After you've done everything Chris has told you to do, or even before, feel free to go over to patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys, become a patron, get episodes early, get behind the scenes content, cut content whenever we, we have it available. We really appreciate the support and you would be super awesome. Yeah, that'd be yeah. really rad. Yeah, super rad. We didn't really talk about it, um, but Owen Wilson. Yeah, we didn't talk from, about actors very much because I don't think I think all of the ones with the big names have big names. You don't need us talking about uh, it. But but what about Owen Wilson from Dallas? Yeah, from Dallas. Graduated from the UT of A. Not only that, but please remember to stay safe, stay <laughs> hydrated, and remember that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. We've reached the threshold. Bye, guys. Such a stupid ending.
I saw today that there's a Resident Evil show on Netflix. Oh, like animated? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but not anime. Like it's CGI, but like realistic CGI. If that makes sense. Like look, look it up real quick. I'm looking at the cover. Yeah, I saw that the trailer just started playing when I was turning on. Drag, oh, these uh, people look deep space. These people look atrocious. Yeah, we should totally watch <laughs> they it. Really look bad. <laughs> we should watch it. We should watch it. Okay. 